America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. Yep. That's El Chapo. We have increased El Chapo was pouring millions a dirty war's erupted, sanctioned dirty. by the Philippines' new president. His orders to his people and his police kill them. It's a failing war, that's for sure. I got some people that think that, you know, they've won drug wars around the world, but they're full of shit. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Friday. Another Friday. Happy to be here. What's up, everybody? This is the Daily Attic. Tim and Dave here to give you the updates. You know what you're here for. This is episode number five, and uh, we got some good articles we're going to cover tonight. We're going to cover, we're going to do a recap on the Houston raid. If you listen back in episode one, we covered the Houston raid, and we identified the monkey business in that one. I think we kind of, I think everybody could. Uh, They raided the wrong apartment, or they raided an apartment and killed two people, one was a uh, Navy veteran, which is um, very sad. And then they killed the dog as well. And then there was just a lot of funny business around that story, man. We were calling it, I was calling it weird. I was calling it strange. And we were right, man. It doesn't take three days to check uh, to see if a powder is cocaine or not. That was the thing that, that kind of made it suspicious, but we're going to be covering that. We're going to be covering a veteran uh, smuggling drugs and puppies. I know that sounds weird and it's sad, but we got to tell you this shit, man. If you don't know this is going on, we got to we got to relay that. We're going to cover uh, a crypto a crypto raid in Australia. We're going to recap on El Chapo uh, that we covered in earlier episodes. He got convicted, so he's going to serve a lot of time. Um, and then we're going to cover a Walmart theft turned into a drug raid it gets no better than that um so if you want to follow us on twitter we are at the daily uh it's actually daily addict show there isn't there's no the in there just to specify it's at daily addict show so we got a lot of followers this week i'm excited dude we've been growing we have we went from like zero to 70 in like a very short time and then we have a lot of listeners that listen to the first four episodes Number three was a was a doozy. That's the one that's been getting the most love. So we appreciate that. If you're listening to our show out there, um, we just want to give you a thank you for you know listening to it and and giving us some props on it and you know letting us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. This is a this is a work in progress for us. We've never done podcasts, but this is something that we we like to do. Um, something we have a passion for. So if there's something that, you know, you want to hear, let us know, you know, we can, we can cover it in here. We got, it's our shit. We can do whatever we want. So, um, I do want to give some shout outs, man, to some of them Twitter followers and to some people that have been listening to our show everywhere from Mountain View, California, all the way to Ireland. We've been getting some, some hits from all over the country, a couple ideas unidentified ones we don't know if that might be you know the cartel tuning in to listen to our critique because we got some we got some good advice for for everybody so you don't know we got some unidentified listeners but we got listeners from all over the country right now so 
it's really exciting for us. So we want to thank you for that. Um, so we want to give some shout outs to a few people here on Twitter. Um, we want to give a shout out to Erica, Elizabeth Blanton, big shout out to you, big ups. Um, thanks for following us. We want to give a shout out to Lisa Middleton at Lisa one nine five seven six. Big ups to you. Ganja guru shop. Sounds like my kind of shop. Great pick. Chicks and bongs. You can't go wrong with that. Green 420 flowers. All about the 420. Thanks for hitting us up on, on the Twitter machine. Appreciate that. Uh, Shana Delaney out there in California. That's our that's our Persian queen right there. She's following us. That's what's up. And then we got uh, Ms. Stoned. Uh, yeah, Miss Stoned. Nice picks on there. Big ups to you for following us too. So I hope you're listening to this episode because we wanted to, uh, you know, give a little recognition to the listeners out there, the people that are actually taking their time to put us on during their commute or during their smoke session. Uh, I want to send a shout out to, to Chin out in Denver. That's my brother out there, his support, Mike Biggs over in Grand Haven. Big ups for your support. Thanks for listening. So let's get into this first story, man, for sure. This is something that we've covered already. This is something we sniffed out. I feel like I feel like it was common sense, man. Going back to episode number one, they uh, down in Houston. Down in Houston, Texas, the narcotics team, they conducted a no-knock raid in the home of Dennis Tuttle and Regina Nicholas. Off some bullshit information. So it was a it was a call-in tip on a cell phone that, that spawned it. They supposedly sent an undercover in to make a purchase, which now we found out was a lie. They did a no-knock raid shot the dog. So, uh, Mr. Tuttle, who was a Navy veteran, um, had a gun, obviously knew how to use it. He started shooting back. So a gun battle ensued. Um, both people, uh, were found dead. The police were also injured with different injuries. Some were shot. Some had, uh, one had a, a sprained ankle or something. And I just knew this was, I knew this had, funk all over it dude it was just i knew they were faking the funk on this story i can tell you kicking somebody's door man you're gonna get shot you don't you just don't go kicking somebody in texas you know what i mean it's like you're in dude everybody's got a gun in texas in their car in their truck it's crazy but i feel bad for these people you know and now this is a national story we covered it when it was a local story but now you know, this story right here, this is this is on... Uh, if you're going to raid somebody... This is on the Washington Post. If you're going to raid somebody, have some evidence or something, man. I think if you're going to do a no-knock raid, you need undisputable evidence yeah. that there's something dirty going on in there. Like, you know, if somebody's screaming or you know it's a situation where there's guns and there's you know it's dangerous. But, man, this was just very sad. And uh, this is... This is just one of the 
this is just something that went wrong. And this is why this type of um, enforcement, it, it just doesn't work. Not, not, not in a free country because this is a mistake you can't rectify. What are you going to do? How are you going to rectify this? You got two people dead and a dog dead. And um, so a lot of the neighbors came forward um, stating they're shocked to hear the allegations. They said they were easygoing. They rarely had visitors. Neither suspect had a criminal record. The evidence is just stacking up. So what are they going to do to the police that, that did this? You know, there's activists began to speak out. You know, last week, activists began to speak out. We were speaking out when it first came out. We were like, something's funny about this. This is bullshit, man. This guy, there was no heroin in the apartment. It took him three days to identify the coke. This thing should have blew up last week. But, you know, it's blowing up now, and that's good. So now you got the district attorney involved. And it's a big deal now. And we're going to follow this. We're going to follow this story. We're going to see what happens to these officers. Um, some people were, were were way against it. There's there's a lot of opinions out there. And if you read this story, um, the cops often face a lot of pressure to raid houses, seize at least uh, illicit drugs, and rack up arrests. We saw this in Atlanta. There's a Katherine Johnston case that I'm unfamiliar with, but this must be happening. I just want to spin off this real quick. Michigan just passed a law in the Senate that the um, you can't lose any property or get any assets seized until you're found guilty now. Right. Shouldn't be that way. Everywhere. That's awesome because so many times you get right. Like this is. It kind of coincides with this because right here, they raided these people like they were guilty. They were presumed guilty before they were found innocent. And it's the same thing when they raid you and they seize your shit. They're basically saying, you're guilty, prove your innocence, and that's not the way it's supposed to be here. But for some reason, drugs give them a a free pass. I've been following the story on uh, News Now Houston. He's an independent, not tied to any station. And... uh, he has a lot of information on the Houston shooting. So, is he on YouTube? He is on YouTube. That's He's what, also that's on Twitter it. too. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna tweet him right now. Tweet him right now and tell him to listen to the show. And we want to get in contact with him. See if he'll he'll come on the show because this story's big. You guys, you guys, these are the things that these are the things we should be talking about. We shouldn't be talking about you know letting the national news and Hollywood drive the conversation. We need to be talking about the, the unjustness and the cost both monetarily and the cost morally in this, in this war. We're all, we got so many wars going on, but nobody's talking about the drug war. Not every day, not every week, every once in a while. We need to end it. Okay, so let's move on to the next story. Without further ado, we're going to cover, this one's a sad story, and it's something that, you know, we're going to cover because you wouldn't believe it any other way. 
a Colombian veterinarian, veterinarian, and this is on CBS News, so it's on a credible source here. Uh, this veterinarian, veterinarian, veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this vet, vet, vet. I'm just having a hard time. My tongue's not working today. Um, he surgically implanted packets of liquid heroin into puppies' abdomens and smuggled <laughs> and smuggled them into the United States. Damn! And he was sentenced to six years in prison. That's it. That's it. But Pete is happy about that one. I would not. If he smuggled that shit up his ass, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you, dude. I wouldn't be mad if he smuggled the drugs any other way, but to insert that into a puppy and then bring it over the border and then open the puppy back up to take it out. That is, dude, that is. I mean, how much Hamilton. can you even fit in a puppy? Is it even worth it? I don't know, dude. I mean, that's, <laughs> you got to be, I mean, to make it, to me, it's not worth it at all because, you know, but you're a, you're a vet. You, you have an oath to, to heal animals and and you know to take care of animals and here you are doing the exact opposite you're exploiting your your craft and your your skill and and hurting the animals so i think six years wasn't enough i think they should have threw the book at this motherfucker dude whether it was heroin or diamonds or anything you don't smuggle shit in puppies man i would say if i was andres i'd be using a cow or something bigger you know exactly a little yeah, I mean, smuggle some Colombian cows over the border. That ain't going to be <laughs> suspicious. You know, it's probably puppies were the least suspicious things in the world because you look and you say, that's Aww, a scar on his belly. Puppy. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, it was the umbilical cord. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he says, yeah, that puppy had surgery. He was little, little, little. That's a horrible Colombian accent, but that's all right. I'm not good at accents. I don't know. I disagree, man. Your Russian accent's pretty good. I have a very good Russian accent, yes. <laughs> we need to cover more Russian right, man, stories. Let's, let's move on. This is nice. All right. This dude's. Well, in 2000, this took a long time, dude, because in 2005, they uncovered 17 bags of liquid heroin, including 10 that were surgically re- removed. Three of the puppies died after contracting viruses following the surgeries. So what is this motherfucker's name? Andreas Elores. They arrested 21 people for it. Andreas Lopez Elores. Do you think it's possible that this guy was forced to do this by the cartel? Possible, but I don't know, man. You imagine if El Chapo was part of this? It doesn't say he is, but maybe, I mean, he's smuggling every fucking way where he's like, We need a new way to smuggle. Tunnels ain't working no more. Puppies. Puppies. Damn. That's bad, man. Even has a picture of the puppies on here. I know, dude. It's sad. And, you know, they did it from Medellin, Colombia. They secretly raised dogs and surgically implanted bags of liquid heroin into nine puppies. They planned to import them to the U.S., so they must not check puppies too good when they come through the border. You know, they're probably fucking just like, oh, a puppy, let yeah. it go. That is a crazy story. I've heard of every other way. That 
every other way to smuggle. That's just fucking weird. Only six years, though. You can't make this shit up, dude. Like, I wouldn't even dare to try to make something like that up because it would just, it would be too painful. You know, I'm like, what the I fuck? Mean, people treat their dogs like family. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Well, let's move on, man, because that's kind of depressing. We'll move on to a new one. This one is a. Uh, it's all a, depressing. A man. little more, a little more entertaining. The police mistake a crypto mining rig for drug den in a raid gone wrong. We love covering raids gone wrong because that's a symptom of this fucking shit. And they happen all the time. I mean, it's like a weekly thing. Daily they fucked thing. this one up, though. They fucked this one up bad. So they raided a house in Australia because they thought it was a marijuana grow. And it was a dude having a crypto mine, a dude at a crypto mining operation. He had all these servers going. And just like they do in every raid, we talked about them uh, treating you as you're guilty before you're, you have to prove your innocence. That's exactly what they did here. They destroyed this guy's fucking house, man. If you've ever been in a raid or involved in a raid, it looks like stormtroopers coming in fully armed, fully armed to the gills. They break your door down. They pull your drawers out. They rip your furniture apart. They break your plates they take everything out of everywhere. They rip your house fucking apart. I've seen it. It's not fun. And if you are innocent, they don't come back and give you money. They don't say, oh, we're sorry. You know, in this case, they didn't either. This guy's fucking pissed. He's going to sue him. And, and you know what? He should get more than the, than the loss here just for the inconvenience and the bullshit this guy had to go to go through in Australia. I don't know the Australian laws, but I think they need to start firing police and shit that do this man that will start setting an example and then they'll think twice about you know kicking somebody's door down fuck yeah this guy should be able to sue them personally fuck yeah civil court you know what i mean you want to come in destroy my shit i'm sure you don't have to destroy all my shit if you think i'm guilty you think i'm guilty you can look through shit without destroying it but they smash tvs they they steal there was a case in Saginaw, Michigan, and I'm very close to this case. Not that I am involved with it, but there was police officers in Saginaw that got suspended because they were lifting shit at drug raids. They were taking iPads, iPods, cash. Probably, probably pretty common practice. Yeah. I mean, it's the corruption's there. It, the cost, the, the risk is worth it for some people. You know what I mean? And those police officers, they didn't even get fired. They just got suspended, so they're back. With pay, probably. Nah, I don't know. Maybe. But this right here, the South Australia police on newsbtc.com. Are we tweeting out these news stories as we're getting them, as we're on them? No. We should be tweeting these suckers out. Let's tweet this one out. Boom. I'm sorry, Episode man. five. The whole puppy thing threw me off. The I whole, know, dude. The whole tweet thing. That's man. okay. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot either, bro. I'm just want to make sure we get this information out to you guys. So as we listen to these, I got the. Uh, I got that one. Right, if you want to grab Houston, I'll get the vet. All right. Um. If you guys out there are listening to this and you feel any way close to how we feel about it then, you know, give us some love, man. Love us. Because we're covering this shit, you know? We're bringing it to the forefront. Our our goal is to expose this. 
And the more people that are talking about it, the better we are. You know, this is going to take a team effort to get rid, you know, to, to stop this, to stop these atrocities that are happening every day, every minute, every hour. It's crazy the amount of funding they have it that, that they have for this. Um, so this guy, he was using a lot of power on his mining operation, obviously, because you know, if you, those of you that don't understand crypto and the way it's generated, I might get this a little wrong, but so you have these servers and these supercomputers that are running all these algorithms and things to create money out of nothing. It's based on the amount of transactions and the amount of money that's out there and just a bunch of factors, but you need power. You need a lot of power and a lot of computer power to do these, to do these operations or whatever. So I can see why the police would, would, um, if they're looking at the power, which in this country they can't do, they can't go and look at your power. Like the power companies are very honorable in the U S where they say, you know, law enforcement, you cannot look at the power of this individual because of this kind of thing. It's this is what it protects you from. If you got like a massive, you know, I don't know what would take as much power as this, but if you had some kind of experiment going on or, you were like, you know, using a lot of power for whatever reason. You had an arcade in your house. I don't fucking know. I can't think of nothing right now, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have. I would have an arcade. He's using 1.21 gigawatts a month. But, yeah, I just don't get it, man. I think the police right now, they have just too much power to do what they want without any... Any rules or any, I mean. Really no consequences. No warrants. They can just, they can get a warrant after they look at it and say, hey, we got our warrant. Yeah, I I really think, I I believe there's not enough consequences for the people that are doing this. I, I think that it should be quicker too. I don't think it should be this long process where they go to court and prove it out. I think you should right away be able to, push that up to a judge and say look at what they did and they say yeah you lost your job or you're fired or whatever and pay him his money because i would pay this guy with i mean servers ain't cheap well i mean what they do is they try to starve you out even though you're not guilty they're gonna try to make you cop to something i mean you want your shit back right yeah all right well you want it back now this guy's probably losing thousands of dollars, oh, yeah. if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. He had servers in there. He's probably generating crypto like crazy. I wonder what he had. I wonder what kind he had. Well, hopefully he has money to sue their asses. I wonder if he lost. Like, I wonder if his crypto is stored on those servers, too. Like, if they ruined his. Well, no, it can't be. It goes. It It's shared, right? No, there's two ways. There's a cold storage and then there's the other storage that you use right now right cold storage is like an offline uh like an offline wallet basically so if he had any of his crypto and cold storage he's fucked if they destroyed it not necessarily as long as he has i mean if they yeah he could be if they took the right shit and you know it seems like they destroyed everything but yeah you guys can check that out that's on some you know that's from some news organization down under. News BTC. 
down under. No, that's Bitcoin News. Yeah, Bitcoin News. Yeah. So, hey, even the uh, cryptocurrency nerds, and if you're doing cryptocurrency, you are a nerd. I am. I have it, but I lost my passcode and shit, so I don't even know where it's at. I hope it's not a million dollars. Lost I know, millions, I know. man. Dude, I'm not that good at that kind of stuff. So, let's move on to the next next story, man. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're going to do a... You should have the like Sanford song right now. Yeah. I'll make that motherfucker. I make all the beats for the show except for one. We got Dave's beat that I we have yet to use it. Dave's beat. I don't even know where that shit went. We'll find it. But um right. yeah, so our next one is on uh TPM Talking Points Memo and uh do they have a link for a tweet on here? This is covering El Chapo, you guys. We are we covered El Chapo in the first episode, and now back then he was still in trial. Actually, the jury was in deliberation. And whoa, hey, what? I know he's got a trumpet. My daughter played trumpet. What's up, nephew? I was hoping it wasn't part of the El Chapo case. <laughs> I was like, whoa, is that El Chapo's kid or what? What are you bringing up here? No, I just started turning for some reason. All right, we're good. All right, he's the most notorious drug lord. Mexico's most notorious drug lord, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. But is he, though? I mean, it's the they're still moving drugs with him in prison. Yeah, somebody took over for him already. His He's two, not two sons took over. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So would that be? So El Chapo means like the short one or something, or yeah, something like that. His real name is Jaquan or Jaquan, Joaquin, Jaquan. Joaquin, Joaquin, yeah. Joaquin Guzman, Joaquin. Okay, um, he had a three-month trial. If you guys don't know, it was packed with Hollywood-style tales of grisly killings political payoffs, cocaine hidden in jalapeno cans, jewel-encrusted guns, and naked and a naked escape, which that was a good story, that he slid through the shower or something, had to run through the sewer naked. Yep. I still think he's going to escape again. I think that the Nobody, money's... Nobody's escaped out of the prison he's going to. Well... It's he, like the Alcatraz of the Rockies, they say. Well, he has... Money. He has money. He still has money. So Bill Cosby, he's not escaping. That's true. He has more money than Bill Cosby, though, dude. Yeah, this dude's true. making like a billion dollars a year. But does he have more Jello? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and he probably don't have more problems than Bill Cosby because that moment, he just got put in the general yeah, population. But he loves it, though. He loves yeah, it. Yeah, he said he loves it. Wow, weird. Could you imagine being a prisoner with Bill Cosby, dude? And you'd be like, <laughs> "Hey, Bill." Hey, Bill. Tell me a joke. Would you be like, tell you know, do you think he's doing comedy in there? You think he's oh, like standing right. up in the cafeteria and is like. Fudge pudding pops and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing he got is a lifetime, free lifetime supply of fudge pudding pops. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's all right. I mean. That it's not all right. He got punished for what the fuck he did. That's a whole nother subject. But this El Chapo, um, he's beat some stuff. 
and he's a six he's 61 now so he's been selling drugs a long time dude because he started when he was young and he took over the cartel he moved his way up uh he started out killing people in mexico and you know the the crimes went up like tenfold in mexico after they arrested him and people trying to get their turfs back and because the money's worth dude that's millions and billions and trillions do you I mean, think you think we wasted money with this guy fuck yeah exactly fuck yeah because they're not stopping the problem you know they're not they're they're not gonna stop this problem they can't it's too vast unless you the only way you can stop this is if you do like the surveillance state the real surveillance state where you got tv like north camera, korea and like north korea that's the only way you can stop it because I got, I'm, I'm debating with a guy on Twitter, a couple of guys. There was a story on, um, it was the Spectre. This, uh, I'm going to look at it right now, dude. The Spectator. The UK Spectator, where he's saying Singapore won the war on drugs. Philip Patrick, I'm calling you out. I tweeted you guys on this, but you guys don't want to debate me on it. He's claiming Singapore won the war on drugs because they don't have any pot. And that's a bunch of bullshit. No pot? They don't they don't smoke a lot of pot in Singapore, dude, but they do other drugs. And they're not going they didn't beat the war on drugs because guess what? Guess what, Philip? 10% of your adults in Singapore are raging alcoholics. That that binge drink. Binge drinking is the number one thing they do in Singapore, like ages 21 to 30. They binge drink. They get all fucked up and go do stupid shit. So what's the difference? You're just anti-pot. And you think because you don't smoke pot there. They still do heroin. They still do the drugs. It's a country of 5 million people. I mean, come on. You ain't even the size of Michigan. Of course, and you're an island nation. And you have a good economy. You don't have any poor people. When you look at all the meth users in the United States, not all of them, I'm not trying to put them all in the same category, but if you watch shows like Meth Storm and some of these other documentaries, these are like backwood, hick, living in trailer parks type people that smoke a lot of the meth. And they smoke they smoke it, and they, they inject it, and they snort it. They do all kinds of things. Do they really smoke it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. just thought about that. Do they really smoke it? They smoke meth. Meth smokable, snortable. I seen them shooting it up. I'm like, geez, man. So Singapore, fuck you. Fuck you, Philip Patrick, trying to say that they won the war on drugs. They didn't win shit. You're full of shit with your, with your opinion piece that doesn't have any facts in it. You have no objective facts in there except talking about cannabis and your hate, your hatred of cannabis. And that's like the least drug you should worry about. That's the that's the drug that heals. Anyways, that ain't even a story we're gonna cover. But I went there. I went there for you. You got me all fired up, Philip. Tweet me back. Let's move to the next story before I lose my cool. <laughs> Just got me all pissed off. The Spectator and your bogus stories. We're gonna talk about. This story on wavy.com, that's W-A-V-Y 10, down in Florida. We cover you guys a lot. We're already following you on Twitter. Um, You guys got a lot of action down there. And uh, I'm 
tweeting it out right now, episode five. Check us out, Wavy. Okay, so this story is about a uh, Portsmouth-based Coast Guard crew assist in a multi-million dollar drug bust. They made 21 busts out on the ocean there, and it brought in 14,000 pounds of cocaine. That, that was just one cutter. Total was 34,000 pounds of cocaine. So that's like 17 tons of cocaine they brought in. And it was over, what was the time period on this? Um, they brought it in February 5th. Wow. So the last few years... This is the last few years, so probably since 2016, they have seized 1.3 million pounds of cocaine and detained 1,200 suspects. So this is the thing I'm at, because it's defined as the war on drugs. If you're having a real war and you're trying to defeat the enemy, and every time you shoot the front line, another one comes, and another one comes, and another one comes. And they're, they're behind the line of defense and you still, they're in your territory and they're raiding your towns and they're pillaging and they're beating there and you're still trying to knock down the front line and you just ain't accomplishing that. I feel like that's what the drug war is. I feel like we're just on the front line busting all this, getting all this 1.3 million pounds and we still have addicts all over this country and there's still coke everywhere. They must be making... I mean, that must not be shit. Because if they think they're taking it off the street, they're really not. With all the meth they make and all the meth around and and how you can get it, it's just, it drives me nuts. I mean, it's great that they seized it for them. That's great. You know, you guys, you, and I'm not taking anything away from the, from the uh, Coast Guard crew that are on there performing these raids, um, except for, you know, they're directed to go in the wrong direction, but they're doing their job. They're, they're doing their job for us in the United States because they're being told what to do, but the whole war is driven in the wrong way because really we need to be educating people on these drugs and we need to be making sure that, um, people aren't sick and people are not, uh, victimized and people aren't raided unjustly and killed. But instead, you know, we're worried about defending the front line all the time. And it's here. It's here already. It just frustrates me. So um, this is what they said in the article. The the lieutenant or what? what, what is it? I don't want to. Petty officer. Um, Petty Officer Joe Hoff. No, this is uh, another individual. He says, uh, there goes the story. (laughs) At any given time, there are drugs on the water with a final destination of the United States. So he admitted they're constantly coming in any given time. I think by removing 15 tons of cocaine from American streets, we're saving lives. It doesn't equate to shit, though, man. That ain't shit. That ain't shit. Fuck no. No. I mean, it's a lot. You think it's a lot when you think about it. And and as we cover these stories, 
and we come up with all these amounts and it's like 466 million dollars wow that's a lot everything you guys don't understand el chapo was making a billion dollars a month he was bringing in i mean for every one we catch there's 10 coming in the risk is higher than the the reward is higher than the risk and it's going to keep happening because we're not going to go the other way. We're not going to go towards just like, you know, unfairness and, and inhumane and start just killing people that are using drugs. But we're not fighting this war the right way. We're fighting it backwards. And it's fucking frustrating. So it shouldn't even be called a war, first of all. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. But it is. Last story. On WHIO-TV number seven that we're covering is a suspect theft from a Walmart. So this WHIO-7 News. Tweet you guys out. There's a suspect that stole the TV. Oh, wait, I hit the wrong one. The suspect. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but you're watching. You can probably hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got some. He's got some radar beakers there, dude. Yeah, Sus- suspected theft from a Pika Walmart leads to a drug bust. So this guy, old Rusty, and this is the thing. He looks guilty as fuck. So, and. I feel bad for this guy because he's obviously an addict. And uh, Rusty Shannon, 56, of Lockington, which is probably over by Miami because he's in Miami County Sheriff's Office, or he's in the jail. He is sitting in his vehicle with another man, a younger guy, and they went into Walmart. They stole the TV. I don't know how big it was. They don't say, but... I don't know. He must have just. I'm interested to know how do you steal a TV? You just put it in a cart and walk out? Yeah. Uh, so when they found him, uh, when they got him out in the vehicle, they found meth in his vehicle. And he had a warrant for his arrest. So they busted him. They looked in his vehicle. They found the meth. And he was booked. So. He wasn't, I was led to believe, I thought that he led them to a dope house with the TV, but that isn't what happened. He just walked outside. They busted him at his car. And then uh, he was charged with, with, uh, you know, trafficking drugs. Yeah. He was charged with possession of drug instruments, complicity and trafficking instead of locking these people up man i wish they would offer some kind of other instead of spending all this money on the drug wars let's offer these people some kind of help instead of say hey all right now you got a record and you're always no matter what you do you're gonna go back to prison i mean he's obviously got some problems going on you know what i mean you can see by the look in his face he's got the sad eyes going compassion yeah we need compassion yeah He's not a, you know, just because you, you're going through a rough patch or you're addicted to drugs or you have a uh, a problem, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. 
And I wish you people that are like so perfect in your life could understand that. I wish that you people could have a little compassion for, for everybody. And, um, that would be, that would be great.